Hello and welcome to The Football Humans. Starting off with a slight apology for uh, last week's episode. Um, we sort of, we went out and we, we recorded what I thought would be like a really good episode uh, when we'd had a few drinks, we were in a Thai place ordering some food and it just sounded a shambles. So we didn't even put it out. So apologies for that because it, you know, it was our fault. Uh, these things we, happen, right? These, these things happen. But I just want to let you know that we had a really, really good time and <laughs> a good time was had. And I That's guess, amazing. I guess, yeah. So starting off with an apology and then um, kick things off. Mr. John Barry wants to explain why Manchester United are so shit and have gone out of Europe. So let's start there, John. Start with me if you want. That's absolutely fine. I've absolutely no idea. I mean, I mean, there's nothing to do with me. There's much to do to do with me as there are with you two. I'll make that point first. However, uh, if you ask me, what the answer? Sound a little bit upset about it. All. I mean, they're, they're, the thing is, they're an absolute mess. Obviously, we've known this for years or whatever. Like from top to bottom, they're rotten to the core. Things massively need to change because they're just an absolute poisonous mess. However. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to dig here, but they still beat Chelsea, man. How, how did they beat Chelsea? They are shocking. You know what? I was staying <laughs> quiet back. here because I was. I was going to bring it up afterwards, and the missing podcast from last week had a lot of information about this. Because basically, <laughs> I was. I said in that uh, podcast that was, you know, couldn't be put out because you know we could make we could near it. That Man United are terrible, and people kept saying, "Oh, they played really well in that game." They didn't. We were just even shitter than they were. So and then it goes to show it when uh, they go go and get pumped three 0 at home by Bournemouth. It's like yeah, if you take your chances and you, I mean, we missed so many chances against them in the first half, and then we didn't play in the second half. So, I mean, fair play to Bournemouth. They took they took their chances, and they you know, once their heads are down at Old Trafford, it, it, they don't seem to pick them up very quickly. I mean, Man United, they've got so obviously so many issues, and we can't touch them all. I wouldn't want it. I'm not interested. However, like like obviously with Rashford and stuff, they like, cannot go on his weight again. Hayden, then Martial, shite. Anthony, shite. There's so many. There's overpaid garbage there. So everyone's going. I know it's just they need need to do strikers and stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but if you watch the highlights, the Bournemouth game in particular, and then the Bayern Munich game, defensively, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. They are absolutely shambolic. It's like it's Sunday league shit. That goalkeeper is an absolute waste of space. I mean, he is like a he's like he man yet have got a, a, a knack for producing keepers with poppadom hands, man. Like that he is absolutely <laughs> diabolical. But I can't believe how easy teams are slicing them open and nobody nobody seems to break a sweat for that team. Mm. I mean well, well the thing is that's even the Chelsea, that's what I'm saying. In the first half, even we were slicing them open. They were like so high up the pitch, and it's just we couldn't put the chances away. Yeah. And it's a uh, it's a midfield thing as well. I think like yeah. they don't. Fernandez doesn't control midfield as well as he used to and stuff. And Fernandez just looks a different player. He doesn't even look like well. Number one, he doesn't look like a captain, and yeah. it just doesn't look asked. Like, have you heard the the rumours that? He uh, he got a yellow card so that he doesn't have to face Liverpool at the weekend. Did you? Uh, Liverpool game. Yeah, because he, he's he's got a yellow they card. Just that you know. one, I think. Right? <laughs> well, I just I, I like I like to I like to indulge myself in in all the things when the, when they're going wrong for Man United. But I, I kind of pick up on all all the little I didn't things. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's 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 suspended for the Liverpool game. But 
Yeah, going back to what John said about Anana, he's definitely he's not an upgrade under Gaia, is he? Like, I mean, I know the reason. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, like, De Gea has his problems and has probably conceded goals in very high-profile Europa League matches and all those sort of things. However, he, like, won the Golden Glove however many times. He was... I think he won the Golden Glove last last season. Like, he, you know, he kept loads of clean sheets. I, I can't see Anana as being an upgrade on him at the moment. Yeah. At, like, so... I no, think I mean, that's, the, the, that's where you start, isn't it? The goalkeeper. Uh, so, like, Man United, sorry, it's just it's a bit behind here, but Man United, like, they're so easily, they can so easily get shafted with transfer fees, obviously, in the last 10 years, or whatever. Like, folk, if we're like, oh, Man United are interested, oh, double it then. We'll just get double for them because like, they'll pay it. They've got the money and we'll get as much money out of them as possible. Like, you can see that with Anthony, 90 million, Harry Maguire, 80 million. Yeah, ridiculous. Just, yeah. But when I seen Onana, I was saying, like, I oh, want Onana. And uh, and my goalkeeper number one, and uh, fifty four million. I'm thinking, yeah, it's it's a sad state of affairs. We've talked to this before that fifty four million is not a lot of money anymore. But like, if that's them shafting my United for money, how much is he actually worth? What ten million then? Like 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 you can see, if they if they were quite happy to let him go for fifty four million, they could quite easily have said, well, he's our number one keeper. He's he is the best keeper in the world. He's one of the best keepers in the world. So if you want him, hundred million quid. Do you know what I mean? But they didn't. So it's like that's it's clear and obvious. That is clear and obvious that he's just he's they they know he's not good enough. If they don't exactly, if they don't get back on track before Christmas, so they've got like what two games? Do we think Ten Hag's in trouble? Do you think he's going to actually get sacked after Christmas, or what do you think? I, don't. I honestly don't. And and oh, I, weirdly, <clears throat> I'm sort of going to defend them a little bit. I know they're a bit of a shambles, and in Europe they've been diabolical this year, but. You know, we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. They had the best form record of any Premier League team at a certain point. Granted, yeah, they've had yeah. a few bad results again recently, but they're by no means like in trouble as much as certain teams, i.e. Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? It's like I think it'll be fine until next year. And I think because they're just a, such a high profile club, there's a lot going around with their, you know, that was it Radcliffe trying to buy their company or something. <laughs> make stakes in it there's just a lot of talk around the club at the minute and because like you said all these problems have been going on for so many years it's it's easy to just like as soon as something goes wrong is to go in on them mm. and like what you said like talked about earlier like rotten from the court and it's how we're it's how we're going it is how we're going Overinflated prices which we've been doing for years exactly what you you've been saying like mm. exactly what chelsea do as well so i mean i know whose position i'd rather be in out of the two yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it it does come from the top. Those two owners, Chelsea, it definitely well. so, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, who have treated it like a toy. They don't actually have a fucking clue what they're doing. How to run a football club properly for long term success? It's like, oh, I don't know. Give, here's the five hundred million. I'll spend this. But it's like it's an absolute mess. Chelsea, man, the amount of money they spent as well. I mean, Chelsea, my name, ah. absolute middle. The money they spent. Right. I mean, it's outrageous. Mudrick. I mean, on. Bad, yeah, back to United, though. Yeah. It, do you not think it's because, because like you know, they're a big team, a lot of people support them and stuff in this country because of the. It's just the fact that they haven't really challenged for the league in in so long. It becomes mm-hmm. an issue, like every time. It's just like because there's no way they're going to challenge for it this year, is it? Nah. No. We say that play, like, when they do, <laughs> when they have an amazing second half of the season. I can't yeah. see it though. Really can't yeah. see it. I can't. I can't yeah. No, I can't I see know. it. 
Gary Neville seems to think the answer is it's because they've not got a sporting director. It's the Glazers' fault, but they need a sporting director. Yeah, mm. okay, get a sporting director in. But what does that change? I don't, I don't, I don't understand what that's... Like, what, right. What, that, obviously, again, as an example, I mean, the Chelsea ones, we got them off Brighton, didn't we? The two sporting directors. Mm. They're the ones that have sanctioned all these signings that have not done anything. So it's not necessarily going to change a lot. It might change your approach and who you're buying. Yeah. Oof, but it doesn't mean going to transfer to success on the pitch. It's just not guaranteed. No. Unless Man United go back to actually investing in the youth and then getting guys from that nobody really knows about, i.e. Vidic, a prime example, then they're, they're just going to continue getting shafted. I'm, I'm sick of not even Man United, I'm sick of all teams just be like, any players doing well, oh, we're all after them, we're all after them. Why not try and find the next, next big thing and stuff like that? But the way football is now, even if it is the next big thing, who's playing for River, River Plate at the moment that not everyone knows about, River Plate will still be like, oh, we, we were going to take five million from uh, Boca yeah. Juniors, but a hundred million now for Chelsea offering. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so, I think a, just... a big thing of any hmm. signing, I think uh, one of you brought it up started about Eddie Howe, right? he likes to know about the players. and I think that's yeah. a bigger thing because yeah. half the players that play for Chelsea, half the players that play for Man United, look like they don't give a shit about the club. They look like they just, they just turn up and play, do you know what I mean? And that's that's a bigger thing. I'd rather have a player who technically is not as good, but will put more into it. That yeah. you know, That's just simple as that. Otherwise, it's so frustrating to watch these players that you know can do it, but they just can't be bothered. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hate to bring it up, but um, I don't know if you saw Liverpool are opening up uh, the top of the redevelopment, the stand, and they had like a bit of a question and answer with Jurgen Klopp. And he did have a slight dig at Chelsea, um, and he was he, he sort of said, uh, you know, there were some midfielders that they didn't want to come to Liverpool. You know, fair enough. But I mean, we're top of the league now. <laughs> Look what's happened, and we got Endo in. He really wanted to come. I mean, oh shit! Yeah, but he's talking bollocks, Klopp. Because Endo, what has he played like two games or whatever? Scored one goal. No, yeah, crucial like, goal. Such a child sometimes. But he hasn't he hasn't cost us a hundred million, has he? You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I, well, I should hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, if you want to go should we, if we nip on Liverpool, actually, like Endo and then Ryan Graverbers or whatever his name is, like they've not they've not either. So it's still top to of the league. Fair, top of the league. Endo was seven million, so exactly well, he's yeah. not all I'm saying stuff. is I wouldn't guarantee, I mean, I, I would not be surprised at all, the type of team that Man United are and have been for the last few seasons, if they go and turn Liverpool over at the weekend, I just wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. And especially because I'd, I'm, I'd, I'm I'd, having... I'd, I'd be flabbing. I'm putting Salah into my fantasy team this week, so I assume he's probably going to get sent off or something. So <laughs> Have you not got Salah? No, I haven't, but Haaland's injured now, so I've got to do something. Oh. Let's talk... Who, who beat Forks FC at the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you moving up the table, are you? Three in a row. Three in a row. Oh, the nice. surge is coming. What's yes. done it for? What's done it for you? What's what's been the magic ingredient in your fantasy team, Barry? That's turned the tide. Most of it is. So, um, it might have been know. most of it. <laughs> the guy who's passed it. No, well. Oh well, I didn't have Salah to start soon, but I've had Salah for the last like two two months or so. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, really, really studying the fixtures and been like, because before I'd be like, oh, I'm going to put him in. He's a good player. Who do we play this weekend? Away Man City. I'm like, oh, 
sake. I should, I should, you know, what I mean, you've got to be studying. Yeah. But um, tell you what, just not to not to move on. Well, to move, not to go back, but how shite is Nunes as well? Darwin, man. Honestly, <laughs> every week it's like one point, one point. One you still point. got him? Fuck all. Yeah, I've been trying to get him out. But it's not <laughs> a chance. In suspension, I've had to if he doesn't always play, does he? He's on the bench a lot. As well. He does. Yeah. He plays most of the time. He starts most games. Can you, oh. can you swap him for Gakpo in your um, fantasy team? Because then he'll start he's scoring. Not he's not much better, though, is he? No, but no. whoever John has in his, in his fantasy team doesn't score. So if he swaps him out, then uh, yeah, in yeah. reality, he'll, he'll kick in. Good thing, uh, Just want to touch on uh, Aston Villa. Obviously, oh, having yeah. it. A bit of a blinding kind of like run of games, beating Man City. And Arsenal. And Arsenal doing, yeah, back-to-back kind of wins against the big boys. How far do you think they can go this season? Do you think they're going to challenge for a title? Do you think they're just challenging for top four? What, like, what do you think realistically Villa are Well, they can beat do? anyone at Villa Park. Like, literally, they've shown it. They can beat anyone. Emery's created such a good environment at home and having amazing home form is is like a, a great foundation to to you know get into Europe even go for a title title's probably a bit far this year but the top four's not no not at all because you've got Man City, Man City Arsenal and Liverpool who are going to be top three yeah. and then fourth a lot of inconsistency is like that, mm. isn't it yeah and it, but if, if the fourth position if it's not Villa it's going to be either Man United Tottenham or Chelsea, you'd think. And Newcastle. none of them. Newcastle. They ain't going to be Chelsea, mate. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get more points than Villa. No. You just got to, like, I was looking at the strength and depth of their squad because all the big clubs are, are having, like, their injury crisis kind of now. You look mm. at, like, people like Newcastle, Liverpool have got, like, five first team players out. City have got, you know, De Bruyne, like, big players out. If Villa got like a few of those kind of like the Ollie Watkins, maybe someone in the middle of the park, like if they, if they picked up big injuries in the second half of the season, could derail them. They're not yeah. really. Got... They've not got a bad squad though. The fact that they've got like too much cover. Elements like and then Donker and it's either the Bailey Arby. or the on the bench. Like they've not got a bad bench really. When you look at it. Yeah, yeah but who's. Is, is it Danny Ings? Maybe is it? Is he their second striker? Who's their second striker? Of, of Ollie Watkins. He, he went to West Ham. Is he still at West? I don't know what's happened to him. To be honest, he played, he played did he Europe go to West Ham? Did he? So, so who, yeah. who's who's their stri- second striker then? The Watkins or uh, is it Nakanga or something? Is it? Don't know. They'll, they'll know that. So I think when January comes, they'll sign someone. Uh, but yeah, just, I just, yeah, the, the, yeah, injuries could be a problem, definitely, for any team. However, um, I mean, look at Man City. I mean, honestly, did I say it to you guys the, the other day, or was it someone else who said it? Like, yeah, they've got a team, world class team of players, and they're, they're, they're obviously they're superb, one of the best teams we've ever seen in our lifetime. However, when Rodri or Haaland aren't playing, they, they fucking they, they toil, Rodri especially. Rodri mm. is the absolute maestro for them. Like when he's not playing, that midfield is all over the place. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that they had a bit of that last year, but last year they had um, Gundogan to sort of like back it up, didn't they? And yeah, because yeah. he can play in different roles, he can sort of slot back a bit further and stuff. And they, I don't know, I just don't feel they're they're not they're still great. I mean, but they're they're not as strong as they were last year, squad wise. I don't think. And De Bruyne no. is just a massive miss as well, and it? it's going to be De Bruyne, one man, though, isn't yeah. it? 
Yeah. No, I think, yeah, just going back to Villa, I, it's refreshing to see them in the doing so well and in the top four. And it's and I mean, it must be nice for Emery to go to you know get Arsenal oh, to come to a beat of like you yeah. know and just be like you know yeah didn't really that, that get a chance there did he? The weekend is seeing Arteta in the stands just furious and not yeah. able to do anything about it, not able to run <laughs> up the touchline like he usually does. And just... <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> nice. It was nice. It was nice. Um, lots of VAR decisions uh, were a little bit shocking over the last. Last few games, um, namely Crystal Palace getting a player sent off for. Did you see this? It was like a free kick to Liverpool. He kicked the ball, and the Crystal Palace player Ayu couldn't get out the way, and it hit him, and he got a yellow card, a second yellow card, and got sent off. Really oh, affected the game, that. and it was just. I know that's not VAR, but lots of refereeing kind of like sort weird of decisions, decisions, weird yeah. decisions, lots of yellow cards, all that kind of stuff. I just. I don't know. I th- I feel like I feel like VAR. Ne- I, I know we bring it up a lot, but I, I do feel like VAR needs a bit of a reform, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to probably it's going to kind of change like the, the rules of football. It's going to keep changing year by year. It's going to keep doing that. Like, but like the, the big picture, the big question is that everyone like come out and saying like we should get rid of VAR. But VAR, like, let's be honest, they're never going to get rid of VAR. They've spent far too much time and money on it. They're never going to get rid of it. I can't see how how it can change because. They can change that another rule, but then again, it's, it's a subjective decision from the referee or VAR at the time. It's not a robot, so they're going to say, "No, hang on, go and check that as a penalty." Yeah, it's yeah. always it's always liable to get like yeah something wrong because well, it's a human decision. Yeah, what can it change? I mean, like the rules are there just now. Like, like for, the, from day one, as it keeps saying it, it's clear and obvious error, and every single decision that's doing it is not. There's nothing been clear and obvious where the referee's missing it because generally, I know they get slagged off, but English referees are de- tend to be. Reasonably accurate and linesmen tend to be reasonably accurate. Yeah, There's yeah, never yeah. a massive decision yeah. where they're like, Oh, that's yeah, who the fuck's he missed that? Like, yeah. he's, he's clearly he's clearly punched the ball in the net, he's clearly yeah. sighed the ball down on or boy down on purpose. There's never been any of that. It has to go back to slow motion, like, yeah. tip by tip. Places. It's like but you're, you're the, right, though, you've got to give credit where credit's due because actually, sometimes you see some of the flags that go up and they've got it right. You're like, Fucking hell, how did he notice that? Like, mm. And like that Havertz handball, I know it hit Havertz, then Cash and Havertz like before it went in, but it did hit his hand. So yeah. the referee did notice it, yeah. and and they didn't overturn it. And that's a weird one as well because VAR looked at it for so long. Surely at that point they should stop looking at it because it's not clear and obvious. Yeah. If you can't look at it straight away and decide that there's a problem, then it's not clear and obvious. So stop looking at it. Do you know what I mean? should, yeah, it should have a time limit, shouldn't it? It should be like thirty seconds. That's it. And if you yeah. can't make your mind up in that time, because it's, like it's you not said, clear what's and obvious. Point, if yeah. they carried on looking at that for like what another two minutes, so they looked at it for three minutes, four minutes, and then they call the referee over to the the screen, yeah. he's basically going to change his mind. So, like you said, it's down yeah. to the human interpretation, but it's now the VAR assistant is giving the goal, basically. Yeah. Or yeah, so it's it's crazy. As as soon as they saw it, it was like such a mess. They should have just gone, yeah, just on-field decision stands because neither decision would have been... I mean, if they'd given it, you could see why. And if they mm. didn't give it, which they didn't, you can also see why. So... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like, there's nothing major. There's no major, like, this is an absolute joke. This is like, basketball. It's not. It's just like, oh, well, he thought it was a penalty. He didn't. So it's like, well, leave it at that. Like, who's the referee? Him. We'll go ask the decision then. We'll just yeah. leave it. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point of having them? Just take away yeah. the referee's mind. Just, just like VAR referee the game. 
Oh, you yeah. got to feel sorry for her. Okay, so we're recording this, and uh, at the moment it's uh, Newcastle AC Milan playing in the Champions League, and AC Milan have just gone 2-1 up in the 85th minute, which would put Newcastle out of Europe. I mean, they're out anyway, because they had to win no, no. it and don't. It was 1-1. It was 1-1, so they would have dropped down to the Europa League on goal uh, difference. Oh, uh, now they're out of everything. Whereas it, yeah, now that AC Milan, unless they come back and win three two in five minutes, they're, I they're, think they're going to be honest. Yeah, they're going to be out of out of Europe, which is sad. I mean, they've had a good, they got a great like group, didn't they? You know, for, they, for the fans, they've not, for, you know. they've not had a great European campaign other than against <laughs> PSG. <laughs> but look at their team. Look how many players they're missing. Like, yeah, they're, they're just missing so many. Mm. Definitely, and I'm so unlucky at PSG, but. I mean, I mean, look at the team that's playing. As I, as you say, there's so many like this. This they can't even fill a bench, but there's, they've got about 12, 13, 14 first team players out. So yeah. While we're on Europe and referees, we've got to touch on uh, what happened in Turkey, eh? Huh? I mean, Dude, unbelievable. I, 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 <laughs> before, but apparently, the video was terrible. Apparently, after the boy punched him, then some of the players start kicking him on the ground. Some, yeah, the, people yeah. kicked him on the floor. Yeah, while yeah. he's on the floor. Before, How, before the thing is, apparently they've been arrested. All of them. Or did they? Yeah, so, so they should be. It's like common yeah. assault, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the punch. When I first saw it, I assumed it must have been a fan who ran on the pitch. But when you read, and it was like the president of the club, it's like, that is unbelievable. And it was like an instant shiner. The the yeah. referee like literally had an instant like black eye. Yeah. Well, he caught it. He went over the top of other people. So it was like a blind shot as well, which is like yeah. so horrible. Uh, I've seen that before in these southern European countries, Greece and Turkey and Albania and stuff. It's happened so many times where the owners just storm the pitch after the game and start having a go at the ref. Not punching them, but having a go at the ref, the owners, or the president or whatever. It's like it's completely outrageous and unacceptable. But they, honestly, they, they, it's just an absolute fucking farce. That's like that, 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 that and now football's to... been suspended over there, right? For so I heard. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's crazy. And like the politicians have got involved in everything, like the president's having to get involved in sp- sports. That is crazy, that. absolutely it's nuts. Not. Yeah, yeah. So as long as we don't get to that point, I know. Well, can, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like you just get like Newcastle owner just running over, like Bosch. Amanda Sleep. Yeah. Bosch. Yeah. That was just funny. Uh, John, I, I know it's a sore point because I, I did see that Hearts didn't have the best of uh, best of times, but how, how's no. how's it going, mate, up there? You, you enjoying your season ticket? No. No. <laughs> it's, rubbish. it's absolutely rubbish, but the thing is, it's like typical Hearts with Aberdeen. I mean, like, the guy who got the job, Barry Robson, he was first-team coach, and then he got, he got the job because he, he won nine out of ten games at the end of last season when the manager was sacked. So you got the job permanently. But he's been found out this season. Then well, they were about ninth or tenth in the league, and obviously there's only twelve teams in the SPL. So, um, so he's basically got beat. They got beat at home. Aberdeen got beat at home by somebody last week, Kilmarnock. Uh, but he'd, he'd been he'd been kind of the rumours were getting sacked anyway, which is it was, it's a matter of time. And I was thinking, don't get sacked before the Hearts game because I don't want them to get a, the, the new manager bounce as soon as I play Hearts. I look typical. But he didn't get yeah. sacked, and I thought, oh, nice one. Doesn't matter. Hearts get humped. It's like it's just typical Hearts. Honestly, in, in any in any league, in the, the, the Hearts of that team, where it's just like 
a game they should win. They'll just they'll just they'll just roll over. And they'll say, well, to be fair, they've won five out of the last eight games or whatever. It's like, yeah, but the three the three have won. They've got beat by Celtic Rangers Aberdeen. So it's like, well, that's really not good enough. So it's like it's like it's still not good enough. Hmm. And it's just really frustrating. And then and it's Oh, I mean, it's the, the top top scorer for the last couple of seasons, Lauren Shanklin. He's a he's a he's a great goal scorer, and I'm really hoping like there's rumours about what might happen and stuff. And he's he, apparently he's a Rangers supporter as a boy, and stuff, so Rangers are going to are desperate to sign him, which we've known about anyway. But he's he's still got a year and a half left in his deal. He's he scored something like forty goals in about less than sixty games for Hearts. I mean, it's like it's a once in a generation striker. Any club would love to have a number nine that scores less than one and two, basically, right? Hundred percent. <laughs> so, so it's, it's gold dust. So it's like so. I'm saying, well, yeah. I mean, it's better. He's on a three year deal, but anyway, he's got he's got a year and a half left. If anyone wants him, they should get rid of him. But like, don't get don't take him less than six or seven million. The thing is, he's, he's almost twenty nine, so that was to take a, few, a couple of million quid off. Mm. But Rangers are touting him, but it's like, well, Rangers can't afford that. So don't sell me the Rangers, even though wants to go. So just say Rangers, just even say a year and a half left. It's five million or nothing. But it's I'm 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 waiting. Eagerly to see how the Hearts board deal with this because they sell the Rangers for, for for anything less because Hearts Hearts sold Neil McCann to Rangers in 1998 so it's 25 years ago I brought this up before as well 25 years ago for two million and that's when Hearts were absolutely skint had no money and it sold for two million so 25 years later Hearts are the richest they've ever been with the foundation money and the benefactors and everything that goes with it. If they sell him for anything like two or three million, it's an absolute travesty to given range, yeah. given your biggest money, biggest rivals. Two or three million is like it's, it's nothing. nothing in football terms. But Rangers hold yeah. that over four to three million. So <laughs> what they do, so so Hearts shouldn't sell them. If they do, they, for, they should sell them for. They, they need to make sure they get it right because if they they, they sell them, that's going to cause a massive damage to the actual core of the club and the supporters and everything goes with it for a long, long time. If they do that, because it's just the knock-on effect that'll have if they buckle if they buckle to that. But Lee McCulloch, who's a fucking donut, he was Hearts assistant manager. But he played for Rangers for years, Rangers captain, um, and he's a Rangers supporter as well. Anyway, he was Robin Nielsen's assistant manager. They got sacked, obviously. So now he's like, oh, he's, he's, he said, oh, I don't want to get back into coaching or anything. It's not for me. Um, it's too technical these days. Anyway, he wouldn't have said that. He wouldn't have said that if uh, he hadn't been sacked. So he would have quite happily said, "I have been a shite job and not mention anything. I'll still get paid, so I'll just keep doing a shite job." Anyway. <laughs> so a podcast last week, a Scottish football podcast, and he said, um, I think Hearts will want two million for Shanklin, which is a joke. Hearts won't want two million for him, by the way. Rangers should just offer a million. What kind of professional person, <laughs> what kind of professional person says that? I mean, apart from the fact that, yeah, he's, he's a Rangers supporter, he's a professional pundit now, he's a, he's a coach, he's a Scottish football, like, he, 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 why can't you go in with an actual brain and have a real realistic view on things and say something like that? So if Hearts do buckle under that, Honestly, mm. I'm just waiting to see what happens because something will happen in January. But uh, so yeah, forty goals in sixty games. You sell that. You sell them to your biggest rival for fucking pennies. Do you, then, do you think he'll yeah. actually go in January then? I think with a real possibility, yeah. But I mean, I, mean, I, I would sell because he's, his head has been turned. He's a Glasgow boy. He's, he's obviously a, his family are Rangers as well. So if he, his head's been turned by Rangers, the only two games he's turned up for in the last say eight weeks is against Rangers. He's been. Outstanding, but, after, but the Rangers manager Philippe Clement, he knew him from when he was in Belgium. So he's like, he keeps going around with Shanklin as well. Oh, he's a great striker, and he's exactly what we're looking for. And stuff like. So he's coming at the pest and saying that. So it's like, it's pretty obvious. 
But it's just, it's just a, it just creates a bad atmosphere in the club. You've got someone there who maybe doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. He's, he's come, come captain as well until Craig Gordon comes back. So it's like, it's just a, it's just a, a complete mess. Complete yeah. mess. As and a fellow supporter of a shit club, um, or a club not doing very well, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you still get your hopes up every week and then have them dashed like 10 minutes into a game? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the worst. It is the worst. Honestly, but it's just like you're, just, you're sitting there going like, I mean, I've seen them, I've seen them playing a lot worse. They were crap, but I've, I've, I've seen them lie down even more than they did on Wednesday. This Wednesday, Wednesday before, one of Rangers. And it's like, you're thinking, I'm thinking, Rangers are due a pace then. I've been saying this for ages because they're so overrated. So they, they get lucky penalties every single week. Parts need to part time castle, get in about them and go and smash them because they're not, not being Rangers in about 10 or 12 games. But it's the same old stuff. 10 minutes thing, I'm just sitting there going, this is fucking garbage. I mean, it's just it's just wasted waste of space, waste of time. Anyway, uh, 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 Hibs are above you in the league now. Yeah, are they not? Are they? Are they? That's our yeah. Thing games. I don't think Hibs are. I thought I thought yeah. I, I thought I looked at the table and I, I'm pretty sure Hibs were uh, were above you in the league. No, let's have a look. I don't. Oh, I mean, why are you looking? Uh, Command at beat Celtic as well, right? Good result. I was brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kilmarnock are above Hearts as well. Hearts are six. Hearts are sixth yes. in the table. Yeah, crap. Mate. Same points as Kilmarnock and then Hibs have a point over you. Just you got, before we move on. Got game in hand. I'll quickly, I'll quickly read you a stat actually I was sent. Uh, so so this is Hart's recent stats. 324 days since the last Derby win. The last beat Hibs. It's 324 days. So it's almost a year. They've played about four or five times since then. 865 days since we last beat Celtic. So what is that? Three years. 1,382 wow. days since we last beat Rangers. Holy so that's shit. About, that's about five years. That's nuts. 2,770 2, days since we last beat Aberdeen away. So that's about 10 years. Don't travel to the north well, no? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, just ridiculous. it's ridiculous. It's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's the culture of the club. It's the mindset. It's, it's just, it's the it's like, we've got the mind of Anthony Martial. Just don't give a shit. <laughs> well, I'm so, sorry. <laughs> exactly. Really sorry to bring the uh, the podcast to a close by uh, by that. Let's um, Let's end with some Christmas cheer. John, Christmas movies you've been watching? You've been having the Christmas songs on? Uh, well, I was in October, so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of outdone Christmas now. But no, we watched Bridget Jones' Diary. <laughs> You're done with Christmas already. It's not uh, I'm not. not <laughs> but Jones' uh, Diary a few days ago. I've not watched any Home Loans yet. I'll save It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day-ish. Yeah. Uh, what about yourselves? We're just watching The Holiday this evening. So. I watched oh, that last week. I've still not seen that. Still not have seen not... it, have it? Nah, never. <laughs> nah. Oh well, well, it's been a pleasure, boys, and we'll uh, we'll reconvene maybe next week. Bit of a yeah, nice Christ- one. Christmas cheer and all that. So uh, yeah, until then, take it easy. See you later, chaps. See you later. Yes, have a good one.